Today I'm continuing on uh, with a series um, uh, that we, we've got in January titled Time with God. And uh, Time with God, where each of our speakers gets to present uh, or preach a message from their own quiet time. Um, just how God has been speaking to them. Now, it could sound indulgent, like I'm going to get up on my soapbox or I'm going to have an axe to grind or I'm, uh, I'm going to get on my hobby horse and, and push something, uh, but I can assure you that's not the case. Uh, I'm just so thankful that each one of us in our team, of preaching, our preaching team, uh, is actually in an active life-giving relationship with the Lord. And so from that point, God is speaking, God is alive and God is you know, communicating with us and therefore we can bring a message to you and we can encourage you from what God is saying uh, to us. Pastor Kyle last week spoke on a life-giving spirit. A life-giving spirit, what an amazing message that was. Or uh, for those of you who are still uh, in King James language, a quickening spirit. A quickening spirit from Romans chapter 8. And I must confess, confess like, uh, like Kyle said, that he had not marked in his Bible uh, Romans chapter 7 or Romans chapter 9. Uh, he had marked Romans chapter 8, but no, neither side. I can see in my Bible, my Bible of my youth here, I have not marked Romans 7 or 9 either. So Pastor Chi... And Sharon, are you preaching in this series? Yeah? Uh, it's up to you to bring, bring us Romans chapter 7 or Romans chapter 9. We'll let you decide on that. But he spoke to us from Romans chapter 8 last, last week that this life-giving spirit freed us from the old life of sin and you have no obligation to it any longer. And we're encouraged to live a life in the spirit. And today I want to speak to you a message titled, Can God Speak to Me Today? Can God Speak to Me Today? Now in my study, beautifully furnished by my wife, I have a special chair. You can see it there. There's two chairs, but I only use one. Next to the special chair is a special table that holds one of my special speakers uh, on, which my special, uh, in, in, on which I play my special music. Uh, now, in this table that the speaker sits on is a uh, very special Bible uh, that, holds, that, that my parents purchased for me when I was 15 or 16 years old. And I have it with me today in a state of disrepair, well used, hopefully, well used. I used this Bible uh, from about the age of 15 or 16 uh, until my mid-twenties. Uh, these were my formative years of faith, formative years of faith. I remember I went to a youth dimension coffee shop at Sea Spray where we learned to share our faith and we ran a coffee shop for, for the local holiday makers, yeah? 
And uh, what amazing time those were. Uh, we were there for about 10 days over summer, and they're happening right now. They're called something different now. They're called Blue Moose, but they're happening all over the state at the moment where people are sharing their faith, young people sharing their faith with those on the beach. Now, we started a band at that coffee shop, and it was called the Travelling Undies. Uh, Travelling Undies. We didn't get too far before we had a name change. Uh, but uh, super spiritual time, obviously, that it was there naming our band the Travelling Undies. But I was told recently that attitudes are like underpants. Uh, attitudes are like underpants. Um, you can change your own, but you can't change anyone else's. So uh, that's the spiritual nature of this band name. On my first coffee shop at about, the 15, a year, about 15 years of age, I had a blue Good News Version Bible. A Good News Version Bible. It was the Word of God, but I must confess, I got jealous of the older kids who had the NIV Study Bible. And uh, so as soon as I came home from coffee shop, full of the Spirit, I said to Mum, I want one of those NIV Study Bibles. I want it. Uh, they were not cheap, they were about 60 or $70, which was a lot of money then, and, and it still is today. But I don't remember any resistance from my mum. I mean, what kind of mum would she be, what kind of Christian mum, if she said to her, no to a teenage son pleading for a new Bible, even if it was to somewhat fit in. But I tell you, God spoke to me. And turn my life upside down through this Bible. It's in pieces now. It was like God took me by the ears, like, you know, took me by the ears and looked intently in, in my eyes and said, Paul, I want to show you that I'm real and I want to speak to you now. I want to reveal to you my heart. In this book, it's not just good morality and, and nice historic stories, but it's a very revelation of who I am. And I want you to both fear me and I want you to know me intimately. Paul, consume this book. Consume this book. You see, there was a, a point a few years earlier where, where I'd come to repentance in a great way. The Lord overwhelmed me and I gained a more full understanding of, of where I stood before God and my need for the blood of Christ over my life. And from that point on, the words in the Bible would jump off the page and would speak powerfully to me. And it formed me. It formed my faith. The word, in, the word informed my expectations of who God said he was. And I truly believed the word and that it would come to pass. So more than any other Bible that I've had since, this is heavily marked, and it's now falling apart, as you can see. But I will never throw this Bible away, and I still use it often in my special chair. If anyone needs to borrow a part, you can come and borrow it now. <laughs> Today I want to share with you a few scriptures that spoke to me and built my life and built my faith in those early days. And as I read some of these scriptures, I want you to read along with me on the screen. 
or close your eyes and listen, but just hear these words afresh. Or perhaps from a time when God was revealing himself more to you and speaking to you in your formative years. Your formative years might have been many years ago or your formative years might be right now. As we read these words, I want you to read them from a place of expectation and childlike faith. Are you ready? Let me just pray. Lord, we're here. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And Lord, I pray just in, even in the reading of this word today, just the reading and the listening to your word, Lord, I pray that our expectation rises, that our hope rises, that our faith rises. We set our minds and our hearts on you. And like a child, we return back to you, ready to sit at your feet and listen and hear your word. Holy Spirit, would you speak right now? Would you open this word to every person here listening? In Jesus' name. So let's just sit in this place and listen to these words. John chapter 14 and verse 12. And this was Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I can remember lying on my bed at 31 Biscayne Drive, Mount Waverley, gobsmacked with these verses. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. How on earth can I do greater things than Jesus? And in so many ways, I still don't understand it. But I know that it continues on after this, in this passage, and it talks about how he promises the Holy Spirit, and that's who we have today, residing within us. The Holy Spirit, representative of Jesus. Ah, so if Jesus can move through us, Jesus can speak through us, we can do great things, we can do exceedingly abundantly above all all we could ask or think. Blow our minds, Lord Jesus, with what you can do through us when we're submitted to you. Do greater things. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Just think on that for a moment. How do I live my life? By sight or by faith?
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Lord, we want to please you. We want to please you. We want to fall in behind you and, 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 and follow your word and, and obey you. We need to live by faith, trusting that what you say in your word is true and correct and is alive today and we're going to walk in that. It's impossible to please God without faith. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I find this verse awfully convicting. It's impossible to please God without faith. The next passage where God speaks builds my expectation of him. And it's uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. And this, I have just recited this so many times. And yeah. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Oh, the amount of times that that has strengthened me when I've just been struggling internally. And it says here that he will, out of his glorious riches, the goodness of God, the, the, the overabundance of who he is, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell through your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Rooted and established in love. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people. To grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. Let's just pause on that. How wide. Is the love of Christ. How long, how deep. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Can't be always reasoned out. This love is overwhelmingly good. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Lord, fill me to all your fullness, Lord. Fill these people today with all your fullness. I want to be filled with a measure of all your fullness. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church. Amen. And in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Can I hear an amen this morning? Amen. To God who is able to do far more, immeasurably more, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power. Oh God, you're awesome. You're awesome. To him be the glory. Lord, we lift you up. You are the one to be exalted, not me, not anyone else. Lord, you are to be the one exalted in this church right today. You are the one to be exalted in my life today. May you be exalted forever and ever. Amen. Oh, Lord. I feel like we could go home now.
And that would be enough. Truly encouraged. Expectant and full of faith. Amen? Just by reading the word of God. So good. So good. But I want to bring out two statements, two active statements that I believe set us up to hear God speak today. I want to hear God speak today. Who wants to hear God speak today and tomorrow? Yeah? I want to hear him speak. I want, to, I want it to speak deep into my life. I want to be alive in him. Two statements. First, I live in expectation of the Lord. I live in expectation of the Lord. Not of what he's going to do, not of who he is. I just live in expectation of him. But I expect him to be present here. Expect him. And I want to expect him to move and speak. And secondly, I approach him like a child. I approach him like a child. Let's have a look at Psalm verse 40. Uh, sorry, Psalm chapter 40. Uh, and just starting from verse 1. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. I waited patiently and expectantly for the Lord. And he inclined to me. And he heard my cry. I just love that. He heard me and he, and he turned towards me. He brought me up out of the horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Steadying my footsteps and establishing my path. He put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear with great reverence. And will trust confidently in the Lord. Amen. Imagine what it would be like if we all approached God in every situation. With confidence that the Lord was in the midst. That he was right there. That he was active. That it, he was inclining towards us. Imagine if we truly lived in faith. Like every part of the word of God will come to pass. Because unfortunately I don't think we do. And here's a good one. Imagine if we turned up to church. Expectant that he will speak today. To me. To us. So often we just don't prepare our hearts to come to worship. And what do I mean by that? To quietly orientate our thoughts. To lay down our plans. To confess sin not, so not to grieve the spirit. We need to begin worship before we enter those doors. Begin worship before we enter the doors of the church. So that when we enter... On time, of course. On time, of course. We lift up a shout of praise. We don't have to warm up because we're in that space. We're ready to lift up the name of the Lord together. No matter the quality of the music or how funny the preacher is, we meet God because we are expectant. Amen? And we are looking for him. We're looking for him, seeking him. Where is he? Ah, oh, he's here and I'm ready to hear him. I mean, why even go to church if you don't expect to meet God? 
Of course, routine is good and we should have a routine. We should be here every week, no doubt, every week because a good routine is good discipline but it needs to lead to presence and it needs to lead to an expectation that he is going to move or else we are just empty. Imagine if you turned up to work, to your school or to your home with an expectation that he is present and that he wants to speak. Imagine the way we will approach our clients, our our colleagues, our students when we wait patiently and expectantly that his word will speak and bring life into this situation. During the middle of COVID lockdowns, uh, two of my employees with really vastly different uh, levels of faith testified, uh, sorry, uh, they shared with me um, that because of the expectation that I had set that God was present even in the midst of COVID, he was present with us in the business and my encouragement to them to look out for him, to seek him, to find him in the midst of difficulty. That if it wasn't for that in their personal lives, they are confident they would have entered into a very dark place. And that was encouraging to me. Because I hadn't put hope in finance, I hadn't put hope in anything else. I just said, look to him, look out for him. Where is he? There he is. That's him working. Yes, that's him working. And that spoke so much to these men and brought them closer to the Lord and built their faith. They testify that God brought them out of a horrible pit and set their feet on a rock. Amen. When you expect the Lord to be present, you open your eyes to look for him. You open your eyes to look for him. So you see him more often when you've got your eyes open. Not always as expected. Because he can turn up however he wants. But he's there and he's right here now. He's right here now. Amen? He's right here now and we've got to have our eyes open to speak, uh, to see him. Lord, come, speak. I want to live in expectation of the Lord. Who wants to live in that kind of expectation of the Lord? Yeah. I want to live in expectation that the Lord is going to speak and move. Be present. And I want to see him. Now when we talk about expectation, it's not in this kind of prosperity gospel, kind of spoilt rich kid kind of way. You know, I want it and I want it now. Because people who expect the Lord like that generally don't wait too patiently. And they don't tend to deal with the suffering side of the gospel too well. But we expect him to speak. To be present and to move in a childlike faith kind of way. If you said it in the law, in the word, Lord, then I want to trust it. And I'm going to trust that you're going to act according to your word. But I will sit here and wait. Sit here and wait for you. Expectant but humbly for your word to come to pass. You know, I love reading this, my old Bible. I love reading it because I'm taken back to the early days 
of my faith when I approach God far more like a child. Approaching a good father. This is where I was learning uh, that his gifts are good. His words are true and his plans are right. You know, and unfortunately, as we get older, we get jaded. Some may say that we get wiser, but it's not always the case. 1 Corinthians 3.19 says, For the wisdom of God is foolishness. Sorry, the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. But practically, we tend to live less by faith, more by sight, because we've seen some things, we've experienced some hardship, or we've had a broken heart, or we've seen rejection, or, and our hearts harden. And we stand like this to protect from disappointment. So expectant faith may seem childish. That God can still speak today. That God can still reveal his word to us. It may seem childish. But we read in Matthew chapter 18 that the greatest in the kingdom of God are those who become like little children. They become like little children. Not just are children, they become like children. Like they, they keep on becoming like little children. Just imagine this setting from Matthew 18. He called a little child to him. And he placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes this lowly position of a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Some of us, myself included, need to return to a childlike faith to truly enter into the things of the kingdom of heaven. Or like the word in Revelation 2 says, you know, to the church in Ephesus, it says some of us have lost our first love and we need to find it again. A childlike faith that trusts the provision of our Father. A childlike faith that trusts that his gifts are always good. The promises of God are yes and amen. You know, over Christmas I received a few cards and messages of you know, very special encouragement to me. And one of the key things that I noticed uh, was that, that, that people thanked me for being so positive in, their, in the midst of difficulty in the last year. And I thought about it a bit, uh, because firstly, I, I'm not sure that I always feel internally all that positive. But thankfully, my posture must be overwhelmingly or essentially positive. But what I have realised is that it's not actually stemming from a position of power. It's actually found in a position of weakness and dependence, like a child towards their parent. You see, I have this little prayer, and I'll share it with you this morning. When I'm hard-pressed with whatever difficulty, be it task-related, finance, church, family, whatever, over the years, my little repeated prayer is, if it all fails, Lord, 
I've still got you. If it all fails, Lord, I've still got you. And on that solid ground I stand. Still got you. On that solid ground I build. And I wait expectantly like a child ready for their father to give them good gifts, to speak his word, to be alive in my presence. A childlike faith expects to meet him often, that he will incline to them, that he will turn to them and they can fall into his arms in safety and refuge. You know, I just love the way, um, I love the way my daughter trusts me. You know, she has a faith in me that I will be present and that, that I will show kindness. And she leans into me. And I often put my face on her hand. Oh, sorry, my face on her hand. My hand on her face. <laughs> and without, like... It's an involuntary response. She just leans into her. I just put my face and she always leans in and it's like, oh, she knows that she's safe and loved by her father. What a beautiful picture, especially when we know that the, that the Lord says here that the Lord inclines to us. He turns to us and he inclines and he, he moves into us. She expects, my daughter, she expects to meet me every night after dinner and for me to incline to her. Now, I fully understand some of you won't have had a good relationship with your parents and that these verses are hard to handle, let alone to understand. But my encouragement would be that you seek, seek prayer on this. That the understanding of the Heavenly Father would be restored in your heart. I just really want to be honest with you. In preparing this message, I felt like I was being childish. I felt like I was being childish. That to speak with such expectation for God and His presence is for those of simple faith. Perhaps it's just being overly optimistic. But I was convicted when a friend said to me, don't be stupid. <laughs> you, need to, you need to speak this faith-filled message. So I have. And ironically, if it's childish to expect God to speak and move, then that perhaps is exactly where I need to be. Like a child returning to the King of Kings. Lord of Lords and he inclines to me and he shows me his face and he wants to meet with me and speak to me I want to finish this time in prayer firstly seeking to approach God in a childlike manner and you may choose to open your hands you may choose to kneel or just take the position of a child 
with childlike humility before God. And then I will finish by reciting another heavily underlined set of verses and prophecy from Joel or from Acts chapter 2, but it's Peter's uh, version of, of Joel's prophecy, prophecy that he recounted at the coming of the Holy Spirit. And at that point, as I read, I would ask you to stand and I would lift your hands in expectation of the Lord to come and speak. So we're just going to position ourselves like a child. Humility. start of 2023 we come with this posture before you childlike faith waiting patiently for you expectant for you to be present expectant for you to incline yourself turn towards us see us and have a smile on your face expecting that your word is true Lord your word is true and however far fetched it may people may think it is because it promises great things but in you it's possible so Lord we want to return to you as children the greatest in the kingdom of heaven Lord, right now I pray for anybody who is struggling to make sense of a childlike faith because they've been hurt deeply by their parents, especially fathers. Lord, I pray that there will be deep healing in 2023 over these people's lives, that they will be able to sense you as their heavenly father, a good, good father, wrapping your arms around them that they may be able to stand on the solid rock, sure of your presence, sure of your love for them, and sure of what you say in your word is going to come to pass. And we trust you for that. Lord. Lord, healing in Jesus' every person here heal the brokenness and the pain that may be deep within so they may understand your love to a new, to new and greater measure this year and from that place that would stand as children growing up to be men and women of faith but still like a child speak have your way Expectation we 
look forward to you pouring out your spirit. Just as Peter spoke the words of Joel in Acts chapter 2, the prophecy that says, and when you're ready, you can stand with me. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and smoke, billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, we, we, we want to live in expectation that sons and daughters will prophesy, that young men will see visions, that old men will dream dreams. That you will pour out your spirit today as you promised. Expectation, Lord. We expect you to move. And we don't want to live another year just kind of just walking around in circles in our faith. No, we want to set you up above. And we want to trust you like a child. And walk into your presence, Jesus. Thank you. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.